I'm in the way, the bright and shining way. Yes, I'm in the glory land way. Telling the world that Jesus saves today. Yes, I'm in the glory land way. 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 And the way groweth clearer for I'm in the glory land way Listen to the call, the gospel call Greetings to you all, my brothers and sisters We're going to continue our lesson Or our study With the topic, the final state of man Which we started about a month ago We've already discussed part 1, part 2 and part 3 and today is going to be part four. And as I promised, in the part, third part, we're going to discuss our resurrected bodies, what is going to be when Christ comes. But after dealing with that final judgment in part three, my attention was drawn to Matthew chapter 24. And this is another Bible passage that confuses many, especially those who believe in the concept of rapture. Most religious people think that everything this chapter is treating, that is Matthew chapter 24 is treating, is about the final judgment. Therefore, I want us to take some time to dive into this topic and focus on the final judgment and then if we get in the we, we get time then we can continue with our resurrected bodies what is going to be like and then also uh, hellfire but looking at Matthew chapter 24 there are a lot that we have to discuss so I don't think we'll get enough time to discuss the resurrected bodies what they are going to be. So today, we're going to focus on Matthew chapter 24 and discuss this into details and we allow the scripture to explain things to us. So, few minutes left. Uh, let's have a word of prayer as we always do so that the Holy Spirit can guide us and explain to us what Matthew chapter 24 is about. Let's pray. Father God, you have promised the children that we shall know the truth and the truth will set us free. Father, I commit all my hearers into your care this time that help them and open their minds so that what they are hearing from me can change their lives. And I also pray that God help me not to use my own wisdom in teaching your word, but let the Spirit guide me. And whatever I'm going to say should be nothing but the truth from your word, so that my hearers can be benefited from, and also all those who are not Christians can take the advantage of what they hear today and become one. I thank you so much for
for always guiding me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Brothers and sisters, because of time, we will not go through the entire chapter of Matthew chapter 24. But we're trying to take some verses that will help us to understand the topic we are discussing. And as I said, probably this may take all our time, so we will not be able to discuss the main topic for today, which is the resurrected bodies. But this is important to me because Matthew chapter 24 is a difficult verse for many people a difficult chapter sorry for many people to understand because of the nature it is written but with God guiding us we know we will be able to unfold all the uh, the truth in this uh, in this chapter now what you have to bear in mind is that in a Bible study it is always important to be careful not to lift a verse from a chapter without considering the issue the chapter or the book is dealing with. It is very easy especially for many who do not understand the scriptures to pick a verse or a phrase out of context. Many people read the scriptures but not many people understand the scriptures. And this is the reason why there are a lot of religious fragmentations, different beliefs and different teachings that we see today. Now having said this, there is still hope for us to understand the scriptures as the Holy Spirit give utterance because our Lord has promised those in his kingdom if you abide in my word you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free John chapter 8 verse 31 to 32 therefore what is Matthew chapter 24 talking about? If it is not entirely discussing the final judgment as many believe, what is it talking about? To get the gist of what this chapter is dealing with, let us pay attention to verses 1 to 3 and find out what was being discussed by the Lord and his disciples. Now read from Matthew chapter 24 verse 1 to 3 and as I said because this chapter is long we're not going to read everything for time's sake but we'll be picking some salient verses that will help us to understand this lesson. So Matthew chapter 24 verse 1 to 3 I read Jesus left the temple and was going away when his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple but he that is Jesus answered them 
you see all these do you not truly I say to you there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down I want you to pause a moment and ask yourself what does this mean before we read verse 3 now let's go to verse 3 verse 3 says as he sat on the mountain of olives the disciples came to him privately saying tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age this is Matthew chapter 24 verse 1 to 3 I've just read what is the meaning of this now back in verse 1 the disciples showed Jesus the buildings of the temple and he said to them Jesus replied them this temple you see is going to be destroyed look at this huge beautiful temple that Solomon built the people point out to Jesus and Jesus said this is going to be destroyed something terrible is going to happen and the temple will be destroyed here the disciples misunderstood Jesus about the statement he made concerning the destruction of this temple they thought the Lord was referring to the end of the world when the temple will be destroyed therefore they demanded to know from him when will these things happen and also demanded from him the signs of his coming and of the end of the age so Jesus is saying that this temple is going to be destroyed but the people are confused they are thinking that Jesus is talking about the end of the world when all these things are going to happen so when Jesus sat on mountain of olives they went to him privately Lord please tell us when is this thing going to happen you are saying this kingdom, uh, 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 this uh, temple is going to be destroyed when is it going to happen and also let us know when what are the signs of the of your coming if you are going to come at all what will also be the signs so two things they demand from Christ to know one what when are these destruction going to happen and two what are the signs of the coming your coming or the signs of the end of the age so this is what Jesus is dealing with and trying to explain things to the disciples and I must tell you this chapter is very difficult so it is important you listen very well and also refer to your Bible to see if what I'm telling you 
is a right interpretation. Don't just listen. I want you to look into your Bible and ask yourself, is Paul telling me the right thing? Or what I've heard before is the right. Jesus now provides answer to them. But the answer he provides seems to suggest that the destruction was going to happen in their lifetime. Now, if you jump to verse 34 of Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until these things take place. When he said this generation will not pass away until these things take place. So what Jesus is saying here is that these things that he's going to tell them is going to happen on their lifetime, that generation. He said it will not pass away until you see all these things coming. So every sign Jesus is going to say here, those people he was speaking to at that time were going to witness it. Now the question is, if none of that generation is still alive today, because when Jesus said it's about 2,000 years ago, and we, we don't know if any of them have lived up to this time 2,000 years. The oldest man is, uh, in, in the Bible is Methuselah, who lived about 900 and uh, 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 I think 96 years or uh, thereabout. You understand? He was the oldest. He did not live up to 1,000 years. So if he's saying that, these things he is referring to or the signs he's telling them is going to happen in their lifetime, in their generation, then it is common sense to conclude that the destruction of the temple, which the disciples misunderstood for the final judgment or the end of the age, has already taken place. All the signs you see in Matthew chapter 24, which Jesus said you will see this when the destruction is coming, has already taken place. Because he said, you, it is going to happen in your generation. When you read the Bible, you don't read it raw, but try to understand certain things that will help you to get the whole picture. As a result, all the signs listed by Jesus for them to watch out have already taken place. There may be similar signs today, but these should not be taken for what Jesus was referring to. For instance, Jesus said to them, There will be wars, kingdom against kingdoms, prior to their destruction. If similar things are happening today, they have no link or no bearing with what Jesus 
was referring to in Matthew chapter 24. Because Jesus was talking about what was going to happen to the Jewish state and nothing to do with the end of the world. Nothing to do with the final judgment day. In verse 15, Jesus reminds the disciples to remember the prophecy of Daniel. We said, we said, when you see these times, then note what Daniel says. But back in the Old Testament, this prophecy of Daniel was about the destruction of Jewish state. Jerusalem, to be precise. If you read Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, Daniel chapter 11, verse 31, Daniel chapter 12, verse 11, Daniel was talking about this abomination that was going to be fell upon the state of Israel. Because the disciples were thinking about the final judgment, Jesus has to caution them. And he said to them in verse 4 to 6, and I quote, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead you and lead many astray, and ye will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet. I want you to understand. All this you are going to see, don't be alarmed. It has nothing to do with the end. This has to happen. But the end itself is not yet to come. The people are confused. When Jesus was talking about the destruction of this temple, they were thinking about the end of the world. But Jesus said, you're going to see all these rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines, all these things. But don't be alarmed. This have to come. But the end is not yet. The final judgment day will not be. Matthew chapter 24, verse six and, uh, 4 and 6 we read. Now this means they will see all these signs before the destruction of the temple. But Jesus advises them not to be alarmed because that will not indicate the end of the world or the final judgment. Remember, Jesus had made it clear in verse 34 of Matthew chapter 24 that these destructions were going to happen in their lifetime. Therefore, this cannot be the end of the age as they were thinking. The same way today many read here, Matthew chapter 24, and conclude that these signs are prerequisite or preconditioned to the end of the world. So they hear words and say, oh, well, that is the end coming because uh, these are the signs that Jesus said is going to happen. No. Those signs Jesus was referring to the destruction 
of the temple and the destruction of the Jewish state, which has been prophesied by Daniel, but has nothing to do with the proper end of the world. Jesus refers to what they were going to experience as labor pains, but not the actual birth. Read from Matthew chapter 24, verse 7 to 8. He said, For nations will rise against nations, and a kingdom against kingdoms. There will be famine and earthquake in various places. All these are but the beginning of birth pains. So you see all these signs. But don't be alarmed. That is not the end of the world. He made it clear that those who will endure the tribulation to the end will be saved. This terrible thing that is coming on the Jewish state. Many faithful followers of Jesus will also be hurt. But if they stand firm in the Lord, they will be saved. Note that after these things have happened, the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed will be proclaimed throughout the world the whole world before the end comes from verse 12 to verse 14 listen very well jesus is saying something here and i quote he says and because lawlessness will be increased the love of many will grow cold but the one who endures to the end will be saved and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come you're going to face all these things many people will fall into it and if you stand to the end you'll be victorious but let me tell you after this the gospel is going to be proclaimed throughout the whole world and after that the end will come so it is important that the gospel for lord jesus christ the truth has to be proclaimed to the whole world before the end comes so all the signs Jesus listed in Matthew 24 is going to happen in the people's lifetime. But they shouldn't be alarmed because that will not indicate the end of the world. But it must happen so that this prophecy of Daniel have to come to pass. Jesus says to them, when you see those signs regarding the abomination and the dissolution of the temple flee for your lives this clearly contradicts the final judgment day where no soul can escape or flee if jesus is saying if you see all these signs flee for your life and he said matthew chapter 24 verse 15 and 20 is what i'm reading so when you see the abomination of the dissolution spoken by the prophet Daniel, 
standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. And let the one who is on the top, in the, on the housetop, not go down to take what is in the house. And let the one who is in the field not return back to take his clothes. And alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Is this talking about Judgment Day? No. What does winter or Sabbath got to do with Judgment Day? No. The final Judgment Day, it doesn't matter. We will talk about this later. But I want you to get some things here. Because people are confused using Matthew chapter 24. Okay? As a prerequisite for the coming of the final day. But that is not what Jesus was talking about or dealing with at all. Because he says, If you are in the field and this day comes, Run, don't come home. If you are in Judea, run to the mountains. Those who are in the housetop, they should not come down. That means there's a chance that you can escape this terrible thing, the abominable thing that was coming to the people. Jesus is giving them clues. You see these signs, run for your life. But let me ask you one question. Can anybody run at the judgment day? No. No life can escape. But here Jesus is giving them clues. Run. This tell you that this is not judgment day. This is not judgment day. And also he says, those who are pregnant women and nursing mothers, they will be in trouble. Why? Because if you are a pregnant woman, you cannot run away very fast as somebody who is not pregnant. And if you are nursing a baby, and these uh, 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 and these destruction come on the state of uh, uh, um, Israel, it will be difficult for these nursing mothers. And also, he said, pray that your flight will not come, okay, on winter or Sabbath. Why winter? Because winter is a cold day. They, all the people during winter are all in their houses trying to keep themselves warm so when the destruction day comes and the, uh, uh, the destroyers that is the, the 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 romans are coming to destroy the states and it is winter many people will die why sabbath sabbath because the israelites celebrate sabbath so on the sabbath day you are not allowed to go anywhere so if these people come on the sabbath day many lives will be lost. That is why Jesus said, pray that this will not come. So why do you think, or why are people connecting this to judgment day? That if you see these signs, it's a judgment day. No. It's destruction day for the state of the Jews and not the entire world. In verse 22 to 23, Jesus reassures them. Though these are going to happen. He says, But for the sake of the elect, 
those days will be cut short and again we know that judgment day is one day god call it a judgment day but here jesus is saying because of the elect the faithful christians those days the days that this problem is going to happen the days that this calamity is going to you know befell upon the nation of israel had to be cut short other than that many will die so this has nothing to do with judgment day now let's come to verse 29 to 31 i want you to watch something because jesus is turning the topic from the destruction coming on the jewish state to deal with the uh, the next question they ask what is going to be the sign for your coming and the end of the world listen again they ask two questions what are these things going to be when are they going to be the destruction you're talking about and also what will be the signs of your coming two things and here verse 29 to up to 51 okay jesus chips in here what is going to happen at the final day the judgment day so know the difference and i will tell you why jesus brought in this now jesus chips in the final judgment day what is going to be like he says verse 29 to 31 immediately after the tribulation of those days the sun will be darkened the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken now what's the meaning of all these things when people read here they think they are going to see the sun turning dark the moon you know not giving light all this the stars falling down from heaven and all these things now these are imageries indicating god's fury when god is angry these are the picture that the bible uses to say that god is angry and he's ready to pronounce judgment to people when all this nation of israel is destroyed as the prophecy is saying after that god is going to be angry because of the dealings of humans on earth so the picture you see here is telling you or it's indicating god's fury or god anger you can see the similar picture in Acts chapter 2 verse 20 and revelation chapter 6 verse 12 going now he says and i continue then will appear in heaven the sign of his son or the son of man and there will then all the tribes of earth will mourn and they will see the son of man come in the clouds of heaven with power and with great glory and he will send out his angels with a loud cloud a, 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 a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect 
from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to other. These are all prophetic things that Jesus is talking about. Now, the picture is given here is referring to the judgment day. Here has nothing to do with the, the one he said before about the Jewish states. This one, because it's dealing with the whole world, understand, talking about the final day. But Jesus brought in this so that the apostles will, or the disciples who asked Jesus those questions, would know the difference between the pending destruction that were coming to the Jewish states, okay, and the, the signs that he gave them, and the final judgment day. And this comparison is necessary because the disciples had misunderstood the two. That is why they asked Jesus. You understand? Now, verse 31, uh, verse 29, th uh, 31, and then also verse 36 to 51, are the only time Jesus was dealing with the final judgment day. It will interest you to know that unlike the destruction of the Jewish states, where Jesus gave a number of signs, there is no sign given prior to the judgment day. The destruction that came on the Jewish states came in AD 70 according to uh, uh, religious history. AD 70 this happened. Okay? So all the signs the rumors of war, earthquake, farming, all this thing. Jesus said, you are going to see this. Okay. So that the, what the prophecy uh, uh, Daniel said will come to pass. These are the signs he gave them. But at the final judgment day, there is no sign. And I will tell you why. Now, I want you to know the following. In the verses that we are going to read from Matthew chapter 24. Now, 1, verse 36 says, The day and the hour no one knows. And here he's talking about the judgment day. Okay. The first one, he gave them some signs that will help them to know the destruction that is coming. So he even said to them that if you see this, run away. If you're on the field, don't come home. If you are on the housetop, don't come down. These are the signs you see, so that you see that the destruction has come. But the final day, he said, no one knows the hour, not even the angels or the Son of Man. Jesus, in his human form, will not know. But in his deity, Lord, he knows it because he is given the authority to judge the world. So he said, that day, no one knows. Now, point number two, verse 38 says, For us were in the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the sun. Now, let me ask you a question. What sign was given in the days of Noah before the flood? None. There was no sign. And Jesus said, the same thing is coming, going to happen in my coming. There wouldn't be any sign. The signs we read earlier on was not relating to the coming of our Lord. It was all to do with the destruction that was coming to Jerusalem or the Israel state. On the Israel state. 
So that is another point, verse 38. Now come to verse 39 of Matthew 24. He said again, they were unaware until the flood came and swept them away. So will be the coming of the sun. These people in Noah's time were unaware. Jesus said that is the same, uh, the same is going to happen in my time. And if you are saying you are unaware, and you say Jesus have given me signs, if you have signs, then you'll be aware. No sign is given. That is why he said the people were unaware until the flood came. So if signs are given, then you'll be aware. But Jesus says they were unaware. Okay. And this the same is going to happen with his coming. Now, point number four, come to verse 43. Jesus says again, if the master of the house is aware of the hour the thief will come, he will stay awake. This sim this implies if there was a sign for the thief's coming, the master will keep watch. So if Jesus says, my coming is like a thief, which means there would, there would, there would, there's not going to be any sign. So don't confuse yourself to take all these rumors, uh, farmings, and, and then apply to say that this is the end of the... No! Jesus is not going to give any human being sign of his coming. That is what I want you. So the, the, the statements we've read so far from these verses suggest there's no sign at all. Therefore, if you are looking for signs for the coming of the Lord, you will have none. You will have none. All we need to do is to be ready every day, every hour, every minute. He says, for us were in the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Therefore, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at the hour you do not expect. What the meaning of that? You do not expect. And if you give your signs, then you are expecting because you have seen the signs. So you are expecting him to come. For the destruction of Jewish state, he gave the people signs and said, when you see this, run away. But Jesus is saying here, the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So, you have to be ready at any time. Even now that you are hearing my voice, Jesus can come. It has nothing to do with the wars that are going on today, the farmings, all these earthquakes has nothing to do. No sign is given and Jesus can come at any time. There's a problem. Those who believe in the concept of rapture uses verse 40 and 41 to justify their belief. Now, what does that verse say? I'll read verse 40 to 41. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two men 
will be grinding at the mail one will be taken and one left and they say this is the rapture it doesn't make sense to say that these verses are talking about rapture where some individuals are going to vanish into the clouds if the same scripture is saying that all souls whether faithful or unfaithful will appear before the judgment seat of Christ to re re receive their judgment then it doesn't make sense because at the judgment day all lies will come before Christ and if you are interpreting verse 20 uh, verse 40 to 41 to mean that some people will be vanished then you don't know what you're saying the rapture concept contradict what the Bible teaches now the picture Jesus is drawing here verse 40 and 41 is that there will be separation one will be taken and one will be left doesn't mean these are going to vanish into the clouds as they teach but simply the Lord is talking about the separation on that day now Jesus is going to divide the people into two groups Matthew chapter 25 verse 31 to 46 confirms this separation so Jesus is telling you that on that day people will be separated and that is kind of imagery is given you it's not like anybody is going to vanish into the air does it make sense because he said even when he comes even those that are dying in the tomb they all will break all right they will all come out of tomb together with the, the 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 faithful christians who are alive we meet the lord in the air and then the lord will do what give us the judgment so meeting the lord in the cloud doesn't mean you are going to vanish it's like your your father is coming and you run to meet him and then you come home and then the judgment is given to you but they have misunderstood the bible what the bible teaches or jesus teaching here to say that it is rapture there's no rapture where in the bible there's nowhere in the bible that the bible teaches rapture all the bible says is all life for paul says in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 paul says we for we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done whether good or bad all must appear before the judgment seat of christ he didn't say some are going to vanish and some will be left we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ so that is what is going to happen at the judgment day so please don't confuse with these kind of signs that jesus gave to the disciples to watch for the destruction that were coming on the jewish state to mean uh, the end of the uh, the world there's no sign given jesus has made it clear that as happened in the time of noah no sign was given to noah the same thing is going to happen as a thief is coming to you and doesn't give you a sign the same thing is going to happen so don't look out for any sign prepare for yourself jesus can come at any time 
Having said all this, my brothers, I want to make you aware that the final judgment day does not depend on any sign you see today. The Lord can return at any time without warning. Jesus, without warning, all that you have to be is to be alert. If you are not a Christian, I want you to see this opportunity today as you hear my voice. Let us help you to see Jesus in the right way. Visit the Church of Christ in your community. They will help you to know the truth and prepare you for his coming. If you can't find the Church of Christ, let me know by dropping me uh, 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 a text in the comment area. If you are watching from Facebook, you can where you say comment, you can put your text there. Or uh, um, if you are watching this from YouTube, you can also put your, your, your comment there. And let me know you want to find the Church of Christ. Because brothers, I tell you the truth. They will teach you the truth. And you know the truth. Some of you call themselves Christians. But they don't know this hidden truth. I also employ you to look for the Church of Christ. They will help you to know the truth. Please, it is important you know this. Jesus is coming and we don't know when. There's no sign given. He can come right away now that I'm uh, 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 speaking. If you are looking for signs, then uh, uh, you will not get any. This is the Church of Christ and they will help you. In part 5, we will be going to look into uh, the resurrected bodies, how they are going to be, and also we talk about hell. So, uh, look forward to part 5 also. And God bless you again for listening to uh, 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 this lesson. I know Matthew chapter 24 is difficult for many to understand, but compare what you are hearing today and take your Bible and read and find out for yourself if what the interpretation I'm giving you is different from what you read. You can challenge me by asking me a question at the comment area and I'll get back to you. This is your brother Paul Offen. Please send this message you are hearing forward it to your friends. Like it and also subscribe to my videos so that when the lesson comes you'll get it in no time please again i'm pleading to you send this lesson to as many as you can so that all of us will know the truth god bless you for listening to this in jesus name amen